What do you think of the gospel of Jesus Christ tonight? Do you really believe in it? Paul the Apostle cared for it. That's why he keeps moving, going from Rome over to Greece, from Greece over to Corinth, and from Corinth to Jerusalem. He's making three journeys in his whole ministry, three journeys, missionary journeys. And every time he went, he preached. Welcome to Somebody Loves You Radio, the Bible teaching ministry of Raul Reese in Diamond Bar, California. We're glad you've joined us today as Raul returns to Acts for a thought-provoking look at the Apostle Paul's final sermon. We'll get a challenge today to consider our own spiritual legacy as Raul shows us the impact of Paul's unwavering witness. Stay with us for inspiration to influence others as we glorify God with humble obedience and share His gospel with boldness. Here's Raul Reese with today's teaching. Turn to the book of Acts chapter 20. This is going to be the last sermon of Paul the Apostle. By the time he gets to Rome, he's going to be there. He's been there for two years, arrested. He has freedom to go here, go there, but he has guards chained to him. And then when we went to Rome this year, we went down where they said that this was the prison where Paul the Apostle was. So we went one floor, two floors, three floors. By the time we got to the third floor, you couldn't even see in front of you. And it was freezing, freezing. And he was chained. And as he was sitting there, not only thinking about his life, thinking about Timothy, thinking about Luke and all these guys that he had spent time with, and recognizing that his head was going to come off soon. Paul the Apostle prepared for the future. And most important, the sermon that he gives is a sermon that brings you to your knees. Jesus wept, Paul wept. I've wept, you've wept. It's not easy not to keep from weeping. You know, I never wept in my life before I came to Christ, but when I came to Christ, I became a crybaby. And as I was reading, I was feeling I was feeling, not an emotionalism thing. I was feeling how Paul must have felt. Rejected, hated, and in pain. In pain in his life. Recognizing that, Lord, I'm coming soon. This is it. God's perfect will. He starts in chapter 20, verses 1 through 6. Paul's encouragement we see here. After an uproar had stopped, Paul called the disciples to himself and embraced them and departed to go to Macedonia. Now we see here that Paul is on his trip to Jerusalem via Greece. He's going through Greece. And when you think about Paul moving on and going to Jerusalem, I know the first time that I went to Jerusalem, I was on my way to Jerusalem and uh, it was a time, no groups, just by myself. And I remember walking to Jerusalem the first time and thinking about the book of Acts. Paul, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, all of the history in the New Testament, all of the history of the Old Testament. And as I stood there 
with the Israeli army. The Israeli army allowed me to go to Lebanon with them, and I went with them by jeep. And to me, it was the first time a privilege of getting to know the Israeli army and to know the Jewish people. And that's why I've gone so many times back to Israel, because I love the Jews. I love the Jews. Because of the Jews, we have the gospel of Jesus Christ. But the Jews have been kind of like my family, that I love them. I love the disciples of Jesus Christ. I love the women in the Bible. Because every one of those people, including you and including me, we are part of the puzzle. There's a puzzle, spiritual puzzle. That God took you, God took me, and he saved us as we heard the gospel of Jesus Christ. And as we heard the gospel, he gave us an option to accept him or to reject him. When Paul the apostle got saved, we went through already in the book of Acts. Man, it was a time when he got saved, people didn't believe that he was a Christian. His own Pharisees didn't believe in him. They thought he was putting on a show. And how many people do you know when you got saved, they didn't believe your testimony? That unless your life changes, nobody will believe you. That you're a Christian. And Paul the apostle was taken by Ananias. The Lord said, Ananias, I want you to go over. He's been blind for three days. I want you to lay your hands on him. And I'm going to baptize him with the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to give him power to preach the gospel. The disciples didn't believe that Paul was a Christian. Paul the apostle went and spent actually 12 years. I think it's 12 years that he went to Saudi Arabia to spend time in the desert. Preparing for his ministry. And when Paul the Apostle was equipped, equipped for the ministry, nobody could stop him. Nobody could stop him. He was never ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. He wrote that in Romans chapter 1, 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is a power unto God, unto salvation that God has given to us. What do you think of the gospel of Jesus Christ tonight? Do you really believe in it? Do you really care for it? Paul the apostle cared for it. That's why he keeps moving, going from Rome over to Greece, from Greece over to Corinth, and from Corinth to Jerusalem. He's making three journeys in his whole ministry, three journeys, missionary journeys. And every time he went, he preached. He suffered. He cried. But he also had victory. Because by the time, the end of his life, that victory that God had given to him is to see Jesus. Can you imagine when he entered the gates of heaven? Peter, James, John, all those guys were there. Saying, Paul, you finally made it. Come on in, Jesus said. Imagine what Jesus is going to say about you and me when we come to the kingdom of God. One day, some of us pretty soon. I always tell people, that you look at your life, you step back. Is there anything different this year from last year that you see in your life? If you remain the same, then you're not really improving. Instead of increasing, you're decreasing. You're going backwards or you're standing still. You have to move all the time in the kingdom of God. And when you move in the kingdom of God, as Paul did, he was going here, he was going there, he was doing everything he could in order to come to that place and say, Jesus did touch my life. And now I'm on my way. 
Look at verse 2. And now when he had gone over that region, he went to Philippi, he went to Berea, he went to Thessalonica. He says, encouraged them with many words, he came to Greece. Now Paul was always encouraging, encouraging the people. Even though he maybe was not being encouraged by the people, but he encouraged himself in the Lord. And that's what we need to do. You can encourage yourself in the Lord. Because Paul the Apostle had gone over the region of Macedonia and Ikea, and yet Paul the Apostle continued to look to the cross of Jesus Christ, never ever being discouraged. Verse 3. And he stayed there three months. Paul was always staying somewhere when he saw the need. Now, when you see a need, what do you do? Do you move along? Do you pray? And say, Lord, how can I get involved with this situation? How can I pray for people? Or how can I give to help these people? And Paul was a warrior. He prayed. He loved. He cared for people. And on his way right now, you're going to see in a moment, on his way, he knows that he's going to Ephesus. He knows that he's going to be meeting with the elders. And he's going to have to give him his last speech. I guess every one of us has our last speech. Every one of us. Our last words that we're going to be proclaiming to someone, to our family, to friends, to whoever. He says in verse 3, he says, And stayed three months, and when the Jews plotted against him, as he was about to sail to Syria, he decided to return through Macedonia. Man, these guys were always, always against him, and he had nothing against them. They were jealous. Jealous. People get jealous, I bet you, of you. I guarantee you they get jealous of you. Because you go to church, because you don't cuss, you don't go to dirty movies, you don't have dirty jokes, none of those things, and they get jealous, including families. They think you're self-righteous. But you know, the reason that we don't do those things is because we want to be holy as he is holy. That's what Paul did. Paul said, I want to be like my master. I want to be like my savior. I don't want anybody to stumble because of my life, but I want people to see Christ in my life, working in my life and through my life. This is Somebody Loves You Radio with Roland Reese. For biblical resources to help direct you in God-honoring decisions, visit somebodylovesyou.com or call us at 800-634-9165. You'll also want to catch Straight Talk with Rawl on his YouTube channel, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific. Now back to more of today's study. Verse 4, he says, In Sopater of Berea accompanied him to Asia in Arisicus and Secundus, of the Thessalonians and Gaius of Derby and Timothy and Tychius and Trophimus of Asia. Now notice these guys that are traveling companions of Paul the Apostle. It's so cool to have companions, traveling companions. At one time, great glory, myself and others would travel all over the world to go preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. I get a phone call or I call them and say, okay, we're going to go next week here. You want to go with us? Let's pray about it. We'll go. And man, we shoot on an airplane and go there. And we would see the Holy Spirit move in such a powerful way. God has a work for all of us. There's always a mission to be accomplished by every single person in the kingdom of God. 
These guys were troubled with Paul. These guys saw the miracles and the wonders. And listen, when people trouble with you, they're watching your life. They're watching your life to see how you behave. To see the things that you say. The things that you not only watch, the things that you read, the way you communicate with people. What kind of language do you use when you talk to people? And that's what makes us disciple of Jesus Christ. And Paul the Apostle, they saw that example. He saw that example being passed on unto them. Verse 5, he says, These men going ahead waited for us at Troas. Luke joined these guys at Philippi. I remember when I went to Philippi, man, it was just incredible. To me, Philippi was one of the amazing places. We went by ship. Then we boarded, we got on buses, and they took us to the city of Philippi. To see that city... That at one time, Philippi was such a powerful place. That Paul the Apostle had spent time there. And not only Paul the Apostle, but Silas. And you have Luke that became a partner with Paul, his own personal physician. That that Paul, wherever he went to Philippi, wherever he would go, he would take the gospel, give the gospel to people so they can receive it. And not only they receive it, accept it, and then grow through the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's where you are. That's where I am. Developing spiritually, growing so that we can pass on that message to the people that we know and people that don't even know us. Maybe we can give them the same message. He says in verse 6, But we sailed away from Philippi after the days of unleavened bread. And in five days joined them at Troas. Notice they're meeting each other, connecting where we stayed seven days. You see that word we there, underline it? That's Luke speaking of himself and Paul. We. He never uses his name. He uses the word we. Now, Paul the apostle, not only having his own personal physician, but imagine what a blessing Luke must have been to Paul the apostle and these other guys. Paul being so lonely, Paul being so alone all the time. And to have these people around you, I know how it feels to have these people around you that are going to pray for you, they're going to communicate with you, they're going to sit, they're going to listen, they're going to converse with you and you with them. And all of a sudden you have this feeling in your life, you go, wow, Lord, you do love me. You do care for me. You've given me these people to communicate with me, to pray for me, and to love me. It's so awesome to see that. And then he says this. This is pretty interesting. In verse 7 to 12 here, the personal ministry now. And now on the first day of the week, Sunday, when the disciples came together to break bread, notice, to break bread on Sunday, Paul ready, departed the next day, spoke to them, and continued his message until midnight. So here's Paul the apostle. They're on the third level, and Paul's preaching. They have candles. There's no lights, candles. And there's a young man on the window kind of laying up, hearing the message, and all of a sudden he'll fall asleep, and he'll fall down three stories high, down to the floor. Watch what happens. This is amazing. Verse 8. And there were many lamps, notice, in the upper room where they were gathered together. And in a window sat a certain young man named Eucheus who was sinking into a deep sleep. You ever been there like that before? I see you in church. You're doing the Shima. They do the Shima people. (laughs) It's so funny. You're sitting there, you're going. He says, and he was overcome by sleep. And as Paul continued speaking, and he fell down from the third story. 
and was taken up dead. Can you imagine Paul's preaching? Said, oh, oh, he went over. He says, okay, you guys, I'll be right back. Verse 10. But Paul went down and fell on him. Notice that. He doesn't say one word. Paul went down, fell on him, and embraced him, said, do not trouble yourself, for his life is in him. You guys, don't worry about it. He's not dead. I mean, can any one of us do that? When you see something like Paul's faith. How far will you carry your faith in your life? Paul the apostle, he didn't call himself a healer. He didn't call himself a pastor. He didn't call, he had no title. But he was a servant of Jesus Christ. The message was being not only given, but as this young man fell off three stories high, and then he goes on and lays on him. Verse 11, he says, And now when he had come up and had broken bread and eaten and talked long while, Again, he goes back to preaching until daybreak. Imagine all night long, he departed. And they brought the young men in alive, and they were not a little comforted. They couldn't believe that he was not hurt. Imagine that. Nothing happened to him. Three stories done. Paul goes back there, prays for him, brings him back up. And then, verse 13, and then we went ahead to the ship and sailed to Assos. They're intending to take Paul on board, for so he had given orders in order intending himself to go on foot. Now, if you go on foot, it takes a long time, but if you go by boat, it's dangerous, and it's a little further. Walking is about 20 miles, by ship is 30 miles. And those seas were pretty cruel, you know, concerning ships. A lot of those ships would go down because of the storms. But Paul the Apostle loved to walk everywhere. He wanted to go. He wanted to think. I, I guarantee that when he was walking, he was praying, thinking of the message that God was going to give him to speak to people. They would take a whole day just to walk 12 to 15 miles. And that's why it took him so long. Can you imagine from Jerusalem to Athens? Well, they go by ship, still a long time. By horseback, still a long time. But when you're walking, and you're not going by ship. You're not going by horseback. But you're walking as God takes you and step by step and takes you to that place where he wants you to be. When you get there, what are you going to do? Give him the message that is in your heart. The message that penetrates people's hearts. And that's what Paul was. He was that person that he would wait and then he would give the message. And the message not only had pierced his heart, but now it would pierce other people's hearts. And Paul looked forward to all these things. Verse 14, he says, And when he met us at Assos, we took him on board and came to uh, Mytilene. And we sailed from there. And the next day we came opposite to Chios. The following day we arrived at Samos and stayed there in Trogillium. And the next day we came to Miletus. So here we are now. It's all traveling at the particular moment here. But then here comes a story. This is amazing now. For Paul had decided to sail past Ephesus. Now remember, he went to Ephesus already. He doesn't want to miss again. So that he would not have to spend time in Asia. For he was hurrying to be at Jerusalem, if possible, on the day of Pentecost. He wanted to keep on track. 
I want to be there for the Passover, but I also want to be there for the day of Pentecost. And on the day of Pentecost, Acts chapter 2, was what? When the Holy Spirit was poured out. He says, from Miletus, he sent to Ephesus and called for elders of the church. So here now he's calling the elders. This is now his last sermon. Listen carefully. Amazing, amazing sermon. He says, he sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. And when they had come to Paul, he sailed to them. You know, from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you, his integrity knows that. You guys know me. You know my life. If you have anything against me, go ahead and tell me what you have against me. Man, we need to have integrity. We need to have integrity like never before. Because Paul the Apostle, in this whole situation that he has here, and from Miletus he sent to Ephesus and called for the elders of the church. And when they had come to him, he said to them, You know that from the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you. And check this out. Number one, serving the Lord with all humility. Notice what Paul is saying. Paul is giving his testimony. You guys, I want you to know that when I came to you, I didn't come with pride. I came serving you, notice, with all humility. But how many times we've seen leaders, not with all humility, but with all pride, thinking they're really great. We see that today, for sure. When Paul the Apostle is pouring out his heart, you guys, serving the Lord with all humility, and check this out, and many tears. Paul shed a lot of tears. A lot of tears. As he saw the church. As he saw the people that were going to trials. As he knew this was my last time that I'm going to be with you, last time I'm going to share with you. In all the trials which have happened to me by the plotting of the Jews, the Jews hate me, they want to kill me. And here I am preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ, and there are still people that hate me, and yet I love them. I don't want anything against them. We hope that today's message has been a challenge for you to take an honest look at your own life's spiritual legacy. You're listening to Somebody Loves You Radio with Raul Reese. If you'd like to hear today's lesson in its complete form, just call us at 800-634-9165, and for a gift of $5 or more, we'll send a copy to you. Just mention today's teaching from Acts chapter 20. Now, as you consider the potentially eternal influence of your faith and obedience, we'd like to offer you Rawls' four-part study of the Holy Spirit. Available on either CD or a USB thumb drive, this series outlines how the third member of the Trinity can strengthen, guide, and empower you for kingdom-building service. You'll see that no matter what obstacles or trials you might face, the Holy Spirit will equip you with all that you need to accomplish God's perfect plan. Visit somebodylovesyou.com or call 800-634-9165 to order Rawls' four-lesson series, and we'll send you a thumb drive for a gift of $12 or a CD pack for $19. That's 800-634-9165. Our mailing address is Somebody Loves You Radio, P.O. Box 4440, Diamond Bar, California, 91765. 
Be sure to take advantage of all of our free resources. Our app features live-streamed teaching, digital Bible studies, and much more. You can also look for us on YouTube or Spotify to download free podcasts of any of these programs. And if you'd like to email Roll directly with your Bible questions or prayer requests, his address is pastorroll at somebodylovesyou.com. Somebody Loves You Radio with Roll Reese is a listener-supported ministry. Your generosity helps us keep sharing God's mighty, unchanging Word, and every gift is tax-deductible. Thanks again for joining us today. It's always a privilege to study the Word of God with you, and we hope you'll join us again here next time to explore more of its eternal truths. Here's Roll with a closing thought. And how many times within each one of our lives, even here tonight, you've shed some tears? For this church. Shed some tears for people that are sitting here. People in your family. Those tears cannot be really phony. They have to be real. As I think of what has happened to so many people in the kingdom of God over the last 40 some years. It brings tears to my eyes. Because these people were great people. Good people. Why do they have to suffer? Why do they have to go through these things? Why can't the evil people take those things and God punish them? But it seems like always God deals with people that are righteous, people that are walking with the Lord, they're humble, and they're doing exactly what God says, and then something happens to them. And it's not that God hates them, it's because God is putting them through the fire. It brings you to your knees. You might not be going through what I'm going through or my wife is going through. And it could be the smallest thing you're going through, but it'll bring you to humility. Many tears. This program is sponsored by Somebody Loves You Radio in Diamond Bar, California.